For this second to last episode of the year, which is dropping on December 21st, 2020, there is no coincidence that today marks the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn. It's an astronomical conjunction between these two planets. They have been the closest in approximately 800 years, and it's being called by spiritual leaders, the profound awakening. Absolutely makes sense given where we are in our country and our world at this time. So if you're interested in more, please go do some research. But I decided to drop this episode with Alice and Hare because I was reminded once again that situations, experiences, and people, circumstances are all a part of the great connection of life. As I move forward, please be sure to subscribe and share. Next week, it will just be me and some news exciting about the direction of my podcast. So please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it. I am so grateful for the space to be able to create, and I'm so grateful that you're here with me. So Allison and I go way back to when I was just moving into my power, and I was really doing my best to show up authentically. She is a podcaster. She has a successful podcast called Cultural Changers. She's also a podcast coach, a public speaker, an advocate, an activist. And really one of the reasons why I decided to start and pursue podcasting. When I think about it, it was really the question. She's somebody that can really ask some really deep questions. And I was really inspired and fascinated by this. She is curious. She's inquisitive by nature and a constant student of life. She's always recreating herself. She asked some questions on her social media platform and I answered, and that's how we came to where we are at this point in time. And today we're talking about creation, about recreating yourself over and over again and what that process looks like. We use podcasting as the springboard in this conversation. And here's what I'm gonna share with you and what I share with my clients all the time. Nothing happens by coincidence and things are always divinely ordered. This connection between she and I happened 18 years ago, but it is really this recent episode that I knew that the topic was right on time. And what she does to keep herself in the mode of creation, and most importantly, how she's using her voice really inspires me. So what I know to be true is that when you allow energy to flow, it does just that. It flows just like this conversation. So let's listen in. I got an email from like a marketing email and it was like something like February 11th or something. And it was, should you start a podcast? And I didn't even look at the details. I just paid my money and said, yes. And I had no idea what my concept was, you know, so I guess technically in February of 2019 and kind of put everything together and figured out a concept and idea, I just knew I wanted in, you know, I knew, I knew that this medium did so much for me, you know, of just feeling connected or learning on a different way that I felt like I had so much to say, but I didn't know where to say it. Mm. And the timing was just like, boom, why not? So it hasn't been, it feels like it's been like five years. (laughs) So looking from the outside in, there's definitely a sense that you are established and 
grounded in your work of podcasting and it just like it flows effortlessly for you. And then just recently, the big news is that you are starting another podcast. Yes. And so why are you choosing to do a second one? I thought, so there's something, there is an evolution that always happens in a podcast. And like I said, Perfect has perfection has no place in podcasting. And the reason for that is because you're always growing. You're always learning. The industry is changing. Your audience is, you know, is dictates, you know, how you evolve and, and what resonates and what doesn't. And I interview culture changers. I interview people whose work challenges the status quo. They do things differently and they change how you and I live. And that is endlessly fascinating to me. And what I learned and through just, you know, a a lot of it is painstaking. I mean, we're all of us are looking for how are we spending our time? Is it purposeful? Is it meaningful? I mean, Aisa, you know this better than anybody. Your work is about is the gift to shift. I mean, is, is finding your purpose and being able to feel like you're fully expressed and allow other people to feel that way. So you're always considering, does this feel right? Does this feel like a yes in my body or a no in my body? And culture changers, when I thought about it, the one thing that I feel like is missing is, is it binge worthy? Is Mm. somebody going to binge it? And while I do feel like people are very interested in my guests, maybe not all of the guests, but I started to feel like if I'm going to be serving an audience, who is that audience? And because it was broad, you know, like you'll have people that are talking about suicide and you'll have entrepreneurs and priests and uh, religious figures and political figures really ran the gamut. So generally you're not going to be dialed into all of them. So the question I kept Mm -hmm. asking is who am I serving? And I realized that I'm serving myself. I'm serving my own curiosity, which is great, you know, if if that's all you want. And for me, I felt like on the side, as you know, and you've gone through, is that I people started asking me about building a podcast. And I love, like, I just love the business of podcasting. I love putting it together. I love the ideas. I love helping others. Um, in teaching others how to do it. So I started this course called Press Play Podcast. And just the more I do it, the more I fall in love with it, you know? And so I'm starting a second podcast called The Podcaster's Journey. And I thought, well, if I'm going to be serving an audience, I need to have it specifically defined. And if I personally am going to serve an audience, where am I going to bring the most value? And to me, it's because of the passion and and the amount of work and effort I put into not only learning podcasting, but learning all aspects of business, whether it is branding and running a business and being an entrepreneur and and all of these courses, how can I synthesize all of these and bring it in? So the podcaster's journey is a real-time experiment designed for podcasters on how to launch and grow a show. And so we're going to use this kind of test thing to help, you know, like every different aspect and facet of podcasting, because what I hear time and time again is how do I find an audience? How do I engage an audience? How do I monetize? And so 
I'm just going to do it with you. I'm just going to do it with people. And I'm going to be as transparent. I'm going to bring experts. We're going to talk about different topics of branding, of marketing, of getting really binge-worthy content and some of the technical stuff. And we're going to get the top podcasters out there. And uh, and my show is, that's what it's going to be. As things transition in our world, this is exactly where I feel that there's so much potential to connect as a community. So people, you know, it's so interesting because people say to me, your podcast episode was so great. And I feel like I have put it out into the ether of the universe. And so once it's done, it's really interesting to get back that type of feedback. But it is a community. Mm. And that community is really important, especially because as humans, this is the dynamic that fuels us and supports us. So being able to kind of walk with people step by step. And so, you know, I have a question in regards to this concept of creating, because this is seems like not only are you doing the podcast, Culture Changers, and now your new podcast, The Podcaster's Journey. So there seems to be this muscle that you've built of creating. And so given that 2020 has been such a different year for us, how do people go from where they're at to a place of creation, of creating something that's important to them? And we can use podcasting as an example, but how, how do people move from there, from where they're at now, to creating? I have to credit Seth Godin for the, at least for my experience and the practice that I've put into place. Seth Godin is an internet, like he's an international best-selling author a zillion times over. He's an entrepreneur. He's very unique. He has a very, his very own way of teaching, but he teaches in parables only. And he's like, he's like a human Yoda, you know, and uh, he <laughs> really is. It was amazing. Oh, thank you. And he I, dropped I, so many oh. good. I mean, it's just, you can just keep on writing and writing from all the good nuggets that he shared. I'm so glad you listened to that episode because I'm so grateful I got a chance to interview him. He's a legend. And, you know, he has been doing a daily blog, daily, like on Christmas, on New Year's, no breaks ever for almost 20 years. And I've been following him for over 10 years. And he talks a lot, a lot of his messaging is packaged in a way that is so relevant, but you start to see some patterns. And really it is that we all have creativity and in us. And I remember after I'm, I'm a mom of two and after I had my two kids, I would spend a lot of time watching Real Housewives. I mean, I was not creating you know, and really just finding my place as, as, as a mother, as a working mother, as somebody who felt like, I'm sure this will resonate for people who are listening because I feel it so deeply that you feel like there's more in the tank. You feel like you have important things that you've learned, that you've shared, but you don't know where to put it or if your voice even matters. And I remember you know, I would watch reality TV and my husband would come in the room and he'd be like, honey, you really need a hobby. You need a hobby. And he was right. It wasn't even an insult. It was, you know, I've had creative outlets before and I just wasn't and didn't feel like I had any creative energy. And really through this, this Seth Godin thing, and he talks about writing every day and he said, there's no such thing as writer's block. 
you know, it's not like you have thinkers block, you just write. Right. And so if you just keep writing every day, something will come out, even if it's just for yourself, even if it is just a practice of it. So Esther Perel is a relationship expert, a relationship and sex expert, and she's world renowned. She has one of the highest rated or watch one of the most watched TED talks of all time. And one of these TED talks is called, it was something like how to, how to keep the spark alive in your relationship. And I remember this was such a pivotal time in my life. And I remember hearing her talk about, you know, back in the day, relationships were where your village, you know, you lived in a little village and you had your spouse and you had your kids and you had your doctor and the people that there. And so they all kind of filled something for you. But now the expectations are that your spouse needs to be your best friend. They need to fix things for you. They need to be your lover. They need to be the best talker. They need to be all of these things. And if they fall short of it, then, you know, the expectations aren't met and kind of your passion wanes. And the answer for how to keep your spark alive was to be in your element. Mm. And I immediately thought of when am I ever in my element? What's your element? Did you know what your element was when that conversation that came into your mind? I immediately pictured myself on a stage because I, and not as like a performer, um, I've always had a voice, like something happened when I was in college where I took my first voice addiction class and it felt like all the lights in my body turned on. And I was never good at anything. I, I have to tell you, Aisa, I was never good at anything. You know, like I wasn't I good at sports. I, I wasn't good at sports. I, I wasn't good it. at music. I wasn't like I was never the worst. I was just never the best. I was never excellent anywhere. You know, and my my friends would go to sports things or religious things after school, and I would go home and watch MTV. And I was a badass, and I'm still a badass at '80s music. You know, <laughs> '80s music <laughs> trivia. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so when I when I went to this class and felt like I can contribute something, you know, but I hadn't I hadn't been using my voice. So I felt like, you know, if somebody is in your element, the the concept with Esther Perel was if you're in your element, you don't need that person to fill a space because you are operating at your highest good. You're operating where you are of the utmost confidence. And I kept thinking what am I good at? I don't know. And then because right, I think that that would be the next question that people would ask, like, I don't know if I can do what yes. you're doing. I don't know if I really have a passion to do it. How do you find that? I mean, I want to create I have a voice, but how does that even come together? I think so- the first question to ask yourself if you feel that way, because I totally get it and struggled for years and years and years. And now I feel like I've identified my talents and it's still a struggle to figure out where do I, where do I use whatever my gifts and talents are and my interests and my passions in a way that can be a force for good? How can I do it and make the biggest impact and, and stop wasting my time in places that, you know, like we're on our phone all the time. I can't even tell you how much time I blow every single day just <laughs> scrolling, you know, all of us do. And I think, yeah. I think if you ask yourself one question is what could you talk about for days and days and days, you know, like what would you want to shout from the rooftops? And I get this visceral feeling when I discover something and I feel like 
how do people not know about this? Like, I need to get it out there. And so you think about those things that you're passionate about. So maybe it's an injustice. Maybe it is, maybe it's something that you just love to do, but just, not, you know, wish you had more time to do it. So if it's writing or crafting or needling or, or even just like metaphysical stuff. And I would say, even if it's something that's quirky, you know, and maybe you're embarrassed by that quirkiness. Maybe it is that you really love UK game shows, you know? Right, right. I think there's a place for you to lean into it because people don't want perfection. People don't want perfection. What they want is the real authentic you. And I think if you are being authentic to yourself, that is showing up perfectly imperfect or showing up in a way that is yeah, I've got flaws, you know, like I'm really strong in these areas and these areas I'm not, you know? So how do you focus on the areas where you're strong and maybe they are of interest, you know, like I think if you're interested, if it's something that you're good at and maybe something that breaks your heart, like a combination of those three is where you really find your purpose. And also I love what you said about Seth and just, you know, he wrote this blog every single day. Didn't he still does. Yeah. Day. He still does, right? But there's something that has to happen, I believe, that has to come from what you're thinking and then what you're doing. Because there's a disconnect with so much thinking that we do. We're in our heads all the time. Mm -hmm. I think that's why social media is such a... Mm time suck. Yeah, it's a time suck. And it's also this sense like everybody's doing all these things, you know, and we don't realize that, you like know, the we're FOMO. Looking, yeah, we're, we're looking at it from the vantage point of our thoughts and our, you know, intrinsic biases of how we're looking at it. We have no idea what's going on at the end of the phone. We just see a snapshot or a 15 mm -hmm. second, you know, for me, it's also been what you're saying in regards to finding my purpose and what I was going to do with it. I knew what I was good at, but now how do I take it and, you know, how do I magnify it in a way that I can connect with other people? And that really came from writing. You know, it mm -hmm. was like taking it from my head and putting it down on a piece of paper and just clearing out my head so much so that I was, I had the clarity to be able to make decisions about what was important to me. I had also the clarity to really understand that. Yes. And I say this, I think it's like episode, it's like one of my bonus episodes in the very beginning of how I started a podcast. And literally I had never even heard a podcast before. <laughs> and I know that for me, you know, for other people that would be like, Oh my gosh, you haven't, you haven't listened to any podcasts, like none. I'm like, no. And I decided to make this move. But also in the process of creating, I also said to myself, all right, you know, when you made that post and you said, who wants to talk? What's your story? The gut reaction was, I want to say something. Mm. And the second thought was, you have nothing to say and nobody wants to hear you. Mm. And the third thought was, that's bullshit. Call her. And that's exactly what happened. But I think the wow. clarity in the process of really understanding what your purpose is and what it is that you want to do and how you want to create. And you see people, you know, who are creating and continually do that. There has to be some type of brain dump, you know, so that you're taking all this extra stuff that you're thinking about, putting it down on a piece of paper. That's why I love your course so much, because it was just like, OK, write out this, write these questions. You know, it was just really, you know, it's very direct and it was very straightforward, but it also allowed me to take what I was thinking about and putting it down 
either in our Facebook group or on a piece of paper. And then when I put it down, I was like, oh my God, that sounds horrible. <laughs> do that. Or yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. I'm really excited about this one. You know, so I think that that brains up is important in, in the creation process. And then, you know, finding a platform. So now here we are at the end of 2020 and podcasting is like skyrocketing. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just growing exponentially and there's so many great things that are coming out of it. But I think that what you said in regards to having a platform to really, you know, share your gifts and your talents and what it is that's going to move people. So, but I think beyond that, yeah, Aisa, people are desperate for human connection. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I think about myself. So I'm married. I've got two little kids. My little kids, believe it or not, are physically at school. So they go to school. So thankfully they're not home virtual, at least in my world, it's thankful, you know, and I do go out a little bit. I mean, I don't, you know, like I'll get together with friends outdoors. Nobody's up in each other's grills, but, but I also feel like when I see them on the times that I do, I'm like, God, I miss you. <laughs> like I miss anybody. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and even, you know, even my kids, you know, like they are at school, but interactions obviously are very, very limited and, you know, and restricted. And, you know, like I said, I had Brian who I'll be partnering with on some projects in the future. And he came over, we went on our back porch, uh, which is, you know, outdoors and that kind of thing. And my kids were all up. Like they were just so excited to see a person. I know my kids do that too. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that human connection, especially through a global pandemic, that it was lacking before. (laughs) Oh, this is what I was going to say. Yeah. (laughs) It was lacking before because people... I don't know. I think there's something to be said about being intentional about the connection, but we're so distracted. We're so busy. We're trying to numb ourselves to a certain point so we can get through the bullshit that's happening, you know? Right. I do know. And I wonder, like, I think the podcasting, because it is such a different connection than YouTube, it's such a different connection than radio. It's like a personal, intimate mainline where if you're listening to a show more often than not, it's because you relate or you're interested or it's something that speaks directly to your interests. So you start to feel like there is some kind of connection and that connection, I think is why people are coming to this medium. There's, there's a magic that happens in audio format that does not happen in video. And now, you know, like we don't really have the person to person connection, not like that part is scalable. And so I think there is a certain magic in, in the podcast world right now. I agree. And I also think that people are realizing how isolated we actually were even before the pandemic, Mm -hmm. because we are at a place where, you know, I have half of my friends who are like, nothing's really changed for me. And then I have another half of my friends who are like, I cannot do this anymore. Like Mm. we need to connect. So, you know, I live in New York and I lived in the city and, you know, you have people who are lonely, even in major, you know, cities where there's so many people and there's so many things to do. And I'm not quite too sure things are going to turn around after we kind of settle into another new normal, but I do hope and have a certain level of belief that connections and people that we're 
as humans that we're connecting on a different level and that it's just not as I hate to use the word superficial, but you know, it's definitely a sense of like, no, I don't have time. I'm not going to do this. The level of value that we're putting into our relationships that it increases at some point, you know, and that we really see how important that is for us to be able to survive. Do you feel optimistic that. that it will be a better state as we start to come out of the pandemic? And if so, why? What do you think would I'm 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 not being a smart ass. I'm I'm no I'm, no no. I'm like I, I haven't even thought like I thought like wow that's such a, a really optimistic and hopeful way to look at things. Is there any indication that that will be true? I do I do I believe that I believe that there's a shift that is literally shaking. It's like, if you can think of like the earth shifting, that's the way I see it. Like there's a shift happening. Like a seismic shift. Yeah. And so you are, there is no choice (laughs) for you, but to change. Like there's, you have no other option. So it's either going to happen really simple and easy and with grace, or it's not. But either way, there's definitely a change. And I also do believe that, you know, I am and optimistic by nature. I'm very optimistic by nature. And I also do feel that this is a time for us to come really into ourselves and just really understand what it is that fuels us, why this is such an important time that we need to hunker down within ourselves to figure out what it is that we are truly driven by, what's our purpose, and how we want to show up in the world, because we're all going to the same place. And so this journey is going to be really key for us to observe what it is that makes us joyful. It's not Mm. even about happy, but just makes us joyful and really carry that through. So I'm hopeful that as a people, we can really come together and understand that we're in this together. We're all connected. And not only are we connected, but we are um, showing up for each other. And I do believe that that is going to gather us at the end. And, you know, some people are not, but that's okay. But I think that I am, you know, I was just talking to a girlfriend of, of mine and, you know, she was like, I know so many people who are winning right now. Like I know so many people who are doing amazing things that incredible transitions are happening. You are, Aisa, you did this. You are. I did. I did. And I, you know, I, it was an intention that I created that I was not going to allow 2020 to end terms that I wasn't part of. Like I wasn't going to just let it happen. I was going to be intentional about what I create. And I was going to use this energy of grief and sadness and to just fuel me. And to push mm. me to the next level of what it is that I wanted to do. And it just so happened to be podcasting, right? <laughs> and so, um, you know, and it's given me such hope to be able to uh, really recreate how it is that I'm showing up in the world. And I'm no longer happy with just being quiet. You know, I, I'm usually pretty reserved. I'm not the person to, you know, have a Facebook argument or like, you know, do anything that is, you know, I'm just like, whatever, people do whatever they want to do. But now I'm allowing this platform to be healing for myself. And so the question would be for those who are listening, you know, what are you doing to, you know, bring forth your passion and to figure what that is out and also um, to serve because these intrinsic values that we all need to be able to uh, grow and to live a fulfilled life have to do with community, have to do with connection and have to do with us really understanding what it is that is important to us. 
I think the main thing, you know, you hit the nail on the head, the act of creating, and it really is just act. So if you're not sure what to do, but you have some inklings of things that you're interested in, just act, just do something. You know, I like the writing, the writing to me is, uh, it, you know, all the stuff like writing, you know, if you ask a five-year-old, can you draw? And they'll say, you know, can you draw a house? And they'll say, of course you can. You know, can you draw a horse? Yeah, no problem. If you ask a 25-year-old, can you draw? And they'll say, no, 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 no I can't draw. Of course right. they can draw, you know? And, and it, I think we are so attached to it being perfect or it being good or it being enough, like good enough to show somebody else without embarrassment. And I think that's where we get tripped up, that if it is just the act of creating and creation to me, and again, that was really the arc of that Esther Perel thing is, is like the only time that you're present is when you're creating, is when you're in your element. And that is because that's, that's where you shine. You know, like, how do you do that more? How do you put something in practice every day and make it to the point where I went and saw a nutritionist a while back and she said something that always stuck with me. And so, you know, we all eat processed foods and we eat shit most of the time. And I was thinking, I need to make a change here. What do you suggest? And it wasn't like throw out everything, never have a chip or restrict yourself. It was crowd out the bad. Mm. And crowd out the bad meant, you know, like add a vegetable here, add a salad here, you know, and just continually add more where you start crowding out the bad with the good. And the same thing goes for exercising the muscle of creating and whatever that means for you. For me, it is writing. And so there's a website called 700, 750 words, 750 words. And so I go on this website. And I write 750 words every day. And uh, the Do practice, you? yeah. And so the practice, I mean, I write every day anyway, but the practice for me, and it doesn't matter if it's good, nobody's going to see it. It's just for me. It's kind of like an online journal, but Got it's it. a practice of just writing every day. And again, it doesn't have to be good. And so there are times when I'm like, so here, something very funny happens to me with it is that. So 750 words, if I were to do it straight through, it would take me 20 minutes. But what happens is it starts getting my creative juices flowing so much that I pick up the phone, I DM somebody, I'm like, oh, I have an idea, like in the middle of it. And I'll start like just firing off things. And I'm like, shit, I need to go back and, and get to the 750 words. But it might even be, you know, like, man, I ran out of things to say, you know, like you just are putting your, your flow of consciousness in there, but just the yeah. act of doing that every day and writing, you know, like they talk about the morning pages and writing front and back for, you know, like three, four pages a day. I have not tried that, but there are so many ways that you can do it. And I think the benefit of, of the writing and the brain dump is because the more, you know, if you feel like, oh, everything I think is stupid or it's taken, the more bad ideas that you write down, the more good ones magically come out, like good ones that are owned by you. But if you don't have any bad ideas, you know, like I always talk right. about momentum, you can never get momentum standing still. You have to move forward. So I think everything for me is action. And I think, you know, you see me as somebody that's continuously creating because I feel like 
the action, you know, and, and a lot of times it's very chaotic in my mind. Like there are a lot of unfinished projects and there are some that, you know, that I've systematized and they just get done. And, you know, like I'm the get shit done mom, you know, because of that, but a lot falls through the cracks too, you know, like there's, sure, there's yeah. nothing is perfect. I don't have this down pat and there, there are areas that suffer that I try and balance out too. But to me, I'm like crowding out the bad and I'm trying to introduce more good and introduce more passion. And I think it's kind of like, you know, when you turn over a dead engine on a car, you know, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden Kicks. The, the car <laughs> gets more momentum, the more it runs. And that's the same thing for me of just around creativity. I don't know that I'm the most creative person, but I think I have a little zone of genius where I can easily... I, I do feel like a little bit of a podcast whisperer that I, I think in podcasts. So when people tell me their ideas, I start thinking about all the the ways that they can market or fashion their their podcast in a way that's going to be really engaging and start thinking of like, oh, I hear this in my head, you know, as you're saying that, does that resonate? And they're like, huh, I never thought of it. That'd be a great way to bring in audience. So my brain just thinks that way. But again, it's just an exercise, a muscle that you exercise and something that, I have a genuine interest in. Yeah. And that action is really key that at the point of, of creation and prior to that really is a decision to create action. For me, it really, I had let go of the perfectionism that day when I responded to you and I said, okay, yeah, I'll be a guest on your show. And um, <laughs> so I had let it go, but it was just for a small period of time. And then it was again, another a question about whether I was going to move forward in the program. And it was also that like, should I, I don't know, but it was really the act of saying yes yeah, you're and right. then moving forward. But I used to, I want to, I want to talk about that for a second, because there's a really important thing that you did is that you had a spark, you know, like I put out a call and it was Black Lives Matter matters. And I said, you know, I really want to use my podcast as a platform for people of the black and brown community to share their experience and, you know, like just, just to have a voice, just to share. And if you're interested, please let me know. And a spark happened in your mind and you DM me and said, I'm ready to talk. And that was a big thing, you know? And then you said, well, Hey, I kind of like this. And I think you got some feedback from my audience and I guess people in your friend zone as well. And it was encouraging for you. And you thought, wait, you know? Yeah, I did. I thought, Hmm. Interesting. I don't really. And you, I remember when I posted it on my social, I said, like it or not. That was really for me. <laughs> like it or not. I always recommend people post it on their socials and put a date on it because right. then you don't let yourself off the hook. I think you when don't. you, I think people feel like, you know, I've got this surprise brewing, like they're Taylor Swift dropping an album at midnight, <laughs> you know, like with this podcast, but really it's just a way to hide. <laughs> Right. So exactly. that, you know, in the event that you don't. So I think it's really important to do that. But I remember, Aisa, you said, you know, I'm thinking about the podcast, but I don't know that I have time or I don't want to focus on this right now, but something changed. And I wonder what that was where you said, forget it. We, you know, we figured it out. I'm going to do this now. So what was that? It was just a decision. I had talked myself out of it. I had said that these were the issues why I couldn't do it. But in actuality, that was a lie. And so I was setting myself up once again for failure. I mean, that's just the honest truth. I thought about it. 
And I said, oh, yeah, that would be great. But I have other things that I really want to focus on and that I want to do. Let me focus on that. And then when I really had a moment of clarity, because I think that what happens for me and it could resonate with other people is that there are kind of these pockets of clarity that come forth. And so depending and, you know, I meditate. So I sit on a mat, right? And I do that every day. And I try to do it more times, but sometimes it doesn't happen. And sometimes it's two minutes and sometimes it's 15. But it really is a a place for me to slow down my thoughts because there's so many things that are coming into my head about what I could do, should do, where I should give my gifts and so forth and so on, you know. And so I decided that when I spoke to you, you always get so stuck in so many options, though. Don't you think that it's not that we don't have a place to put it? We don't know where, like how to narrow down. Yeah. Like that was it for me. Yeah. It was like, where do I put this? What do I do with it? You know, it it was very interesting to me because when you said, Hey, this program, I think you'd be a great. And I was like, "Mm, yeah, it's not going to work. I have all these other things. So that was a moment of me being up here in my head. And then when I had a time to really just slow my thoughts down and say, okay, what is it? What, what are you going to do then? Like, what, what are you going to do? So then this moment of clarity was like, this is actually a really good way for me to be able to have some mommy time. That was the first thing. Like Mm. literally my kids write on a, you know, construction piece of paper, like a circle with like a a red line through it that says recording. (laughs) So they know and it hangs down from one of the hallways as they run down the hallway so that they know that I'm recording. But, you know, it was really some escape time for me, if I'm being absolutely honest. It was a way to be able to, you know, do something new that I hadn't done. And I was just getting over. I wasn't getting over, but I was just coming into, you know, this whole transition of really being at home with my kids all the time and, you know, being in the pandemic, so to speak. And I Mm. needed something, I needed an outlet. And so when the clarity came again, it was just like the thought, it was like, no, this is good, do it. And Mm. I didn't talk myself out of it. And so that was the difference. And then Mm. I just moved forward. And it's those type of decisions that you really start to create muscles with. And so it's so key what you said in the beginning, like, you know, it seems as though it comes cohesively all together, but there is a process in it. And so that process is what the practice is. The practice is like, for me, my practice is to sit, the practice is to act or the practice is to make decisions, you know, building the muscles of being making decisions about certain things in your life. This has been a wonderful platform for me to be able to do that on. And you're so good at it, though. It's such a great conversation. But I want to hit key on one thing you said, I don't know if this is part of your course or of your offering, but you distilled this whole conversation down in three words. And that was, you make it, you either sit, you act, or you make a decision. What if it is one of those three at all times and you choose and you know, yeah, we're always at choice. It's the intention too. Yeah. And so when I work with my clients, that's really one of the main things we focus on is what's your intention. And then also really that you're at choice. So what are your, you know, what are your choices and where are you moving forth? You know, where, where are you moving towards? And so it's all been a gift. Really, this whole process has been such a gift in the process of uh, creating. And so we all have that ability and this sense of, you know, that you are authentic and who you are. There's nobody like you and people want you to show up that way. It's so true. And they want you to be who you are in the process. 
And then, you know, here we are, we show up the way we are, you know, this is who I am. So you're going to like it or you're not going to like it. And either way, it's fine. And then you just kind of build from there. So this progress is really what has kept me kind of going. And I'm so thrilled for really 2021 and and honing in on the gift and and just moving to another level of just um, clarity with it. So sounds like you caught the bug. (laughs) I think I did. I did. I think I did podcasting, the reason why podcasting, you know, people think everyone and their mother has a podcast, but that's not true. And, and, you know, people think, is it saturated? And the reality is it is your own broadcast channel. It is your place to let your obsessions dance. It's your place to let your weird idiosyncrasies and quirks feel seen and heard and let them out. If you want, um, it is your place to create a brand, to create a connection with other people, because for every weird thing that you have that you think is kind of like a little weird, there are a million people out there that are dying to see that weird in someone else, you know, and connection. So I think it is a low tech, low cost, but high impact platform that I believe more people should get in. I think from the business standpoint, you're seeing it now where for the longest time, podcasts have been out for like 10, 15 years and Apple podcasts really, really had the mark on it. But you see that Spotify is doubling down and they're they're going after that market just like Google Play is. So uh, Spotify bought the rights to Joe Rogan and will have his catalog exclusively. Um, Michelle Obama has an exclusive podcast on Spotify. So does Brene Brown and the list will keep on going. So there's a lot of money. Amazon is actually paying. I forget what it is, but it's a big amount. And and this is probably good for you, Aisa, is they're looking for, they're going to pay for podcast ideas, Amazon. And so they're in big, big money. So there is a lot of uh, sponsorship money, you know, like 80% of listeners listen to most or all of a show. And nobody does that, you know, like people can't even read, uh, stay for like a 15 second Instagram story, but they're, people want to get lost in a story. People want to get lost. It is a form of escape in some ways. I think in some ways it is a form of learning, you know, podcasts serve three purposes to educate, to inspire, or to entertain. And the best do all three. I just think that we are at its infancy. I think the way that people advertise and monetize it is just beginning. And there's a lot more money that's going into it because it is a long form content that people are tuning into. And it's a great way to extend your brand. So if you do have a business, if you're an entrepreneur or you work for a company, it can be an extension of your business to help educate people or help define your brand in a different way, in a very dynamic way that maybe an image on a logo can't translate to, but to actually see it in action. So I think we're at the beginning in the infancy of what podcasts can do. And I'm excited to be part of it. I'm excited to help other people find their voice. I feel so passionate about, you know, as someone who felt like my voice had been stifled or just had all of these really, really transformative challenges happen, you know, that I would see, that I would witness, that I would experience myself. 
and thought, how do I change this? And my podcast really was born of frustration of the political climate and feeling like it's not a political podcast, but feeling like if my vote is the only active change that I do once every two or four years, that's not enough, you know? And so I thought if I'm going to make an impact or if there, there are things that I've learned or noticed, or even just people I want to share, like ideas I want to share that I'm excited about, that I want to shout from the rooftops, how can I do that on a bigger scale? And podcasting was just such a low barrier of entry. And I wanted, you know, I, I took a program to do it to kind of help guide me because it is, I mean, certainly people can do it on their own. It's not that hard, but I wanted, I didn't have a concept and wanted to make sure that I had that accountability and would, you know, like take my idea and make it better through a group, through a program, through, you know, thought processes, just like you said, Aisa, just the exercise of thinking through the impact that you want to make and what is important for you to share and to bring it to fruition. And then that feeling is so exciting to add podcaster to your bio. But what is the most exciting is when you start to see people share your show, Mm. because you know that those times where you're listening to a podcast and you're like, Oh, I just had a conversation with Ellen about this this morning. I have to send it to Ellen. And oh, wait, Isabel needs to hear this. And somebody else needs to hear this. People do that to your show, to your message, because you're resonating so hard. And so in my program, we spend a lot of time on the concept and making sure that it is binge worthy, that it is something that's going to really mainline into somebody's vein. And it doesn't have to be the most serious thing, you know, comedy comedic podcast or, you know, silly, you know, joke of the day podcast or news related. I mean, it could be anything, but something that somebody wants, you know, and something that's going to be an expression of yourself. So I absolutely love this conversation with Allison. One of the things that stood out for me the most is when she said she was never the worst at anything and she also was never the best. And I can totally relate to that. You know, that this was a place for her to be able to lean into as opposed to pull away because it wasn't quote unquote perfectionism, not progress is really the way that I interpret that to be. And, you know, people really don't want the fake you, you know, they want your real authentic self. And so showing up like that is really what the world needs. So be sure to follow Allison here on your social media platforms. It was her course, Press Play Podcast, that supported me in getting started. I'm so grateful for this community of those of you who listen. There are so many women like Allison and I who have been able to use this audio platform we call podcasting to share, connect, and most of all, create. This is a great segue into next week and new exciting changes and additions that I'll be speaking about. It will just be me. So be sure to subscribe. Follow me at gifttoshift.com. And as always, I'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.